Got it. Got it. I said, do you got it? And I said, I got it. <laughs> I love it when the computer gets all casual with you. Right. Yeah. How are you doing, Laura? Not too bad. How are you? I'm doing well. I just took a two and a half mile walk. I'm feeling all peppy. Nice. Kinda. I mean, not that peppy. I mean, I've had a lot of coffee. This is maybe the earliest we've ever done the show. I think you're right. Probably. You're peppy for Sunil. I mean, this is Sunil peppy for sure. Yeah, this is you, know, you can you can tell. Yeah, a little bit. I'm a little up. Yeah, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. <laughs> yeah, my tail looks real good today. Um, oh. Yeah, it goes um, close. So yeah, episode um, twenty-eight. I thought it was sixty-nine. Twenty-eight point sixty-nine of. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> embrace yourself. Um, I'm Sunil. This is one of my great friends, Laura. Hello, Laura. I am a great friend. You're a great friend. Very great. I'm, I'm great. so happy I got to see you um, a week ago or so. I um, know. It's so weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. In-person hangouts are so kind of weird, too, just generally, because it's I've been away from them a lot. So it's just like, hey, I'm in someone else's space now. Hey, cool. I'm just going <laughs> to take it yeah. all in and yeah. I have no control. Yeah. Yeah. And by someone else's space, you weren't even at my house. No. I was at someone else's house, and then you came to their house. It was like someone else's space by proxy. That's right. Yeah, pretty mm -hmm. crazy. Pretty we crazy. both infested their space. Yeah. <laughs> we kept our spaces out of it. <laughs> yeah, ours, we kept our spaces out of the out of the mix, not there. I still but, want to come see my new house. No, for sure. Is it all done? Yeah, we live in it. There's walls, and like it's very, it's got plumbing and electricity. Well, I mean, I know you got a pink toilet from yeah. ohio yep it yep. is from ohio <laughs> our neighbor to the south the buckeye toilet <laughs> the buckeye toilet osu that's right oh i guess that is right that's weird that you knew that wait i a don't minute. know football i just i did go to u of m is that a rivalry is that no that's msu and osu right ohio. i thought you were gonna say i went to u of m is that a school <laughs> is that a school did i <laughs> I know I didn't graduate from there. So it's almost like I didn't go there. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, college. Yeah, college. Fun, fun waste of weird times, man. I don't I know. Interesting segue, though, to our topic. Yeah, college. Yes, being that the topic is. Um, well, I was calling it sort of uh, odd person out or. or uh, I don't know. Is black sheep right? Is that the right kind of? Maybe not. I mean, colloquially, yes. I yeah. Think okay. So, what this, standing out, yeah, being, being a, a sore thumb—that's one. Of, that's the thing that people say. Yeah, and um, I think yeah, the college thing makes sense to me because I think for a lot of people, that's when they start really either trying to figure out who they are, or in that process like basically swinging way too far one way or the other, yeah. you know, like basically like I'm going to dive deep, deep, deep into this thing and then be like, you know what, yeah. now that I'm a little older and wiser, maybe X, Y, or Z, you know, yeah. and then they're not as, you know, they take out at least some of the piercings and then they like, Oh, you're talking like a lifestyle. 
I mean, it could be just about anything, but I yeah. think there's a, a need to fit in and a need to stand out sometimes. Yeah. But in this case, I was thinking of it, and maybe I, I just guess I need clarification more. No. I'm not really trying to stick out one yeah. way or the other. And yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I guess I'll just tell you what I got, what got me thinking about this. I'm just thinking about, you know, just my early life and elementary school and how I was one of the, I think two or three Indian kids in the school in like an all white elementary school. And there was a girl named Sonal and my name is Sunil and people would get them mixed up all the time. Uh, and so it was just really weird. And then my parents like pushed to get me into like advanced, like he has to go to the next grade up to, to do math and reading. So I would always have to leave the class. Go, like if I was in third grade, I'd get up and go to the fourth grade class to do my reading class and then come back. And then I was the only one that went home for lunch Interesting. Yeah. My, I mean, that's, that's a really, I think it was a really Indian thing. And my mom oh. thought it was like, that's what you do, but no, like everybody stayed at school for lunch and I didn't get that like socialization. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really um, interesting. I mean, so often it seems like parents don't think about that part. Yeah. You know, like it's, yeah. Oh, it's about, you know, grades and achievements, yeah. but that young of an age, it really is about like, learning social skills. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think my parents' idea was probably, well, I'm going to give him a better lunch, Totally. but mm-hmm. you know, he's just going to be at home watching prices. Right. Right. Or yeah. I'm just going to advance um, him further, help further his a- a- achievements, yeah. you know, you know, it's yeah. at the detriment of your, you know, social, social skills, yeah. socialization. And I mean, it's a really critical socialization period. I uh-huh. mean, Uh that's a phrase I use more with dogs, but I think it's totally true for kids. No. And it's just, I just think about how odd I was and like sort of didn't get into like games at recess when I was really young. Um, I kind of just stuck to myself. I didn't, it was really just, it was really tough for me to have like friends that weren't my like next door neighbor or like people that were sort of built into my life. Mm-hmm. um into my home life I would I guess um but yeah I just had a lot of things about my early elementary school that stuck out and it just made me feel very odd very yeah. weird made me feel very weird and then I think that just sort of continued on that trajectory in a lot of different ways too yeah I could see that I mean I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I think, is there any way to start a sentence that way and have it not seem mean, but I don't mean it mean if none of these things you're talking about had been at play, if you had felt like socially, you got a lot of exposure to and had a lot of tight friendships as a child, I would still be a very, very idiosyncratic person. You think so? Yes. Okay. But, I, but it's very possible that that heightens some of those tendencies. Sure, sure, know? sure. Well, I mean, I think it's very important for people to feel like they fit in, like you said, in college. And I never felt like I fit in in any scenario because I was like, oh, I was the younger kid in the advanced class or I was the kid that went home or the, you know, the kid that didn't play with anybody at recess or, you know, yeah. the kid that, like because I went to the advanced classes, then people had this like notion that like, oh, he's like some genius and like I'm going to ask him some questions and 
like I didn't know I didn't know shit really it was just like people like made the assumption that I knew how to like do long division and stuff and it wasn't like I had learned it it's just like because I was it was such a weird pressure slash false like honor slash like um I'm a fraud, maybe even kind of like sort of like people thinking I'm so smart, but I'm not. And then it all like fell apart in like middle school because I just fucked up and at like the advanced shit. What do you mean you fucked up? You just were like, I don't give a shit about I this. I don't give a shit about this math shit anymore. And I'm not even going to try. Got it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do regular math now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sunil, I graduated from high school. Um, the most advanced math class I took was geometry. So yeah, wondering how advanced my math skills are. I mean, it's not that necessary in the real world. I mean, I agree. Yeah, I totally geometry is good. I mean, you can design things with geometry and algebra is always good to be able to solve for a variable is very important if you need to do that. But I also feel, though, like as a drummer, and I am not trying to say that I'm the best drummer on earth. Well, you are. I am intuitively, that's true. I am intuitively good at picking out rhythms, figuring out time signatures, um, being precise with stuff like that. That's math. You know, that's my brain doing math. And I just feel like it was never fair that that didn't count. You know, like, yeah. okay, this is a skill that a lot of people do not possess when it comes to time increments and numbers. That's true. That's true. And I'm always like, the Pixies did it a lot. And like, I've been listening to some Frank Black, like Black Francis, you know, the guy from the Pixies. Yep. Um, he tends to do this like three chord thing, like a so it's always six chords and then it starts over again. And that's kind of, it's a thing he did in the Pixies and then he does it in his solo stuff to this day but it always gets me and it's always like, oh, that's cool. Like, I, I always like the oddness of the, oh, it's like, it's off kilter. Like it's not the four, four things. Like it always is usually. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think growing up listening to the Pixies um, and Nirvana and Jane's Addiction, like nineties yeah. I mean, bands that were like, quote unquote, alternative when that yeah. was still a thing that was like, what, what do you mean? You don't listen to Guns N' Roses. Right. You know? Those bands, like when you really listen to them now, a, a lot of it is that kind of like virtuosic metal stylings, especially with the drumming, but also with the guitars. I mean, even the Pixies had like some pretty crazy guitar solos. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. And then yeah. same thing with Nirvana. Like I could never. No, but they were like, Dave they were almost like not musical, though. Right. But you this, know, they weren't this, like a virtuosic. Guns N' Roses guitar solo where it has a full melody and it's like right. echoing what Axel was just singing. It, it totally. doesn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. They were putting their own spin on it, but their yeah. shit was still really hard to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. And then like also hard to think of. Mm -hmm. That's totally. that's the part that amazes me. Like, how did you think to do that? That's and I guess a lot of music is accidental, maybe, but still cool <laughs> like good good job pixies <laughs> yay pixies this is our pixies tribute episode um if you're wondering who they are just turn on your oldie station and yeah oh god they don't get played on the radio 
They do, don't they? Do they? What, like Where Is My Mind, maybe? Probably, yes. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, to be fair, is an amazing song. So. Great song, yeah. It got really popular from that Fight Club movie because at the oh. end, yeah. Okay. I didn't know it was in that, but I was like, I bet it was in a movie or something. But yeah, it, got, it had like a big resurgence when <laughs> that came out, yeah. Kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, from Wayne's World, right? <laughs> I, lo- I love that Queen, because you know, that's the only reason I was in, ever into Queen. <laughs> Excuse me. I was the only reason I was ever into Queen. I would not have been aware of Queen as a 12 year old Mm -hmm. if it was not for Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. I remember singing it, singing that song at the top of my lungs, like walking down the hall with my friends in high school. And it got me to buy. I bought admittedly just a greatest hits album, but still it got me into the the, uh, catalog of Queen. Deanne jumped full in i think still to this day she has every record that they've ever put out they're good i mean i i they're not the kind of band where i'm gonna explore their whole catalog but um there's good reason for that maybe you have i don't know well i mean inadvertently yes because i lived with deanne okay i did hear a lot more queen than i would have otherwise right so wait you did you go to that show with deanne laura went to a metal show right sure did yes okay Mm -hmm. Yeah, how was it? it? Deanne. No, I went by myself. It's just something I do now. Oh. <laughs> if I'm going to a metal show, it's with Deanne. I don't it's know with, Deanne. Well, I don't know. Maybe you have another metalhead sister because you're like, my sister's coming over. And I wasn't sure which sister or what, you know. Deanne is my only metal sister. Okay. If I said, I'm going to see Ariana Grande, you could probably assume it was my sister Amanda. Okay. And if I said, I'm going to see a symphony orchestra play, you could assume it was my sister Christine. Okay. And so those things to, have all happened? No, but I want oh. you to break those things down as future possibilities so that you don't waste my time like this again. Yeah, I'm a grande. I've forgotten all the names <laughs> anyway. It's yeah, okay. I went to a metal show. It was weird. Yeah. I mean, what, it was entertaining, but... What was the name of the band in these times? In This Moment, I think, oh. is a new band. In we also moment. saw, because they were touring with another that band. It doesn't sound that metal. You know, it's so funny because it doesn't. And yet they were very metal and extremely occult centered, which I appreciated tremendously. Cause I don't think enough metal bands are like, let's pull in the occult. And I know that sounds sarcastic, but I don't mean it that way. I mean like- What exactly do you, well, what's your definition of occult? Like- well, I mean, more like very spooky astral type stuff. Oh, okay. Like kind of the haunting, like part of like astrology, not so much like, oh, we're into metal and you know nordic shit or whatever nordic nordic white supremacy shit yes yeah the lead singer is a woman which i also found really surprising because that's cool i expected it's a pretty male-oriented genre yes it is is indeed Um, but yeah it was really weird talk about odd person out because i was there completely just to support and help out my sister and help out that's not the right term does her wife not (laughs) like that stuff correct yes Stacy has done her due diligence. She has been to many metal shows and she finally was like, enough. I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, totally. I mean, it's a chance for me to hang out with my sister. I really yeah. find going to shows like that interesting, partly because I am the odd person now. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it from a yeah. very different perspective. And it yeah. also gives me a chance to kind of, I guess, perceive the event as a whole that you can't do when you're part of a crowd that's all into the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, look at all these people who are into this band. Right. It's just kind of, right. I don't know, I find it really interesting. As sort of the um, cool observer. 
not I'm not cool. happy about not, being too cool. No, not even cool, but like <laughs> even, I think that I'm using that phrase because someone used it in the past, like in writing or something. It's like the like outside observer that's sort of just like, like a journalist type of even minded, like I'm just taking this in and sort of processing what, what these fans are about, what this band is about. Totally. Whatever. Yeah. And because of that, I have the freedom to focus on whatever aspect I want. Yeah. So I am amused no matter what, yeah. you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. there hasn't been any show that I've been like, oh, I hate this. Because there's always been something to watch, even if it's just like, how can a band like Guns N' Roses, who is literally one of the biggest bands on the planet, have such horrible graphic design? How does this happen? This doesn't make any sense. That their stage background. design just like shit. They're, they're, you know, they have like big screens and background graphics oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot now. Yeah. Just fucking awful. Like someone from the late 90s did it for them for free. They probably just, did. It was just perplexing. So, the, you know, stuff like that. I had a good time also wondering like how Axl Rose was still alive and being surprised that Duff McKagan was actually in great shape. He looks yeah. Okay, but, and he was the drummer. Wait, Duff. Okay. He's a bass player. Bass player, sorry. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know all the members. The drummer is still with them. Okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. No, I really just know Slash and Axel, and I've heard the name Duff. You know them? Holy shit. Yeah, you're, no, I know them personally. We went out to. You were humble about it, and it was kind of shitty that you didn't go see them when they were. We're going out to. Yeah, it was shitty of them not to give you backstage passes. Fuck. Yeah, me. I was just like, no, no, no. I'm just. I like them. I don't like their music. Okay, and they're. <laughs> Okay. We go back way back, like before they were even into music. So okay, (laughs) they were your babysitters. Yeah. So the music part's just like irrelevant to our friendship. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Cool. That's cool. That's a neat perspective. (laughs) Not many people probably know them in that way, so that's really special. (laughs) Special thing I have with them. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about your elementary school experience and feeling like the odd person out. Yeah. I find it really interesting because I had that experience as well, but it was so much more of an internal struggle because I was like, I am not like the rest of these kids, especially not the rest of the girls. I don't feel motivated to do like, or be into, or spend my time doing the things that most of the kids around me want to do, especially the girls. So I tell don't. me, what did girls really want to do? Because I didn't have very much. What, what, were they, what were they up to? It's jump rope and stuff. Jump right? rope, yeah. swings, um, monkey bars. Um, you did like monkey bars? I mean, it was fine. But I mean, the bigger thing was I just didn't have extremely close friendships. And I didn't want to do big group activities. Right. And I didn't feel very like I couldn't really hang out with the girls because I just felt really awkward. I, I, but there were a lot of kids who liked me because I was funny and yeah. weird, you know? Sure. And so I was like, ooh, funny and weird. This is working for me. I, yeah. I don't know that I consciously thought that, but like, I would Wait, jump. Are you talking like when elementary school? You're not talking like middle school. Because no, by elementary- the time I hit middle school, I was like funny and weird. Yeah, no, I'm talking yeah. elementary school. The elementary school, I had no concept of like, I don't think anybody did like me, to be honest with you. (laughs) I mean, I was not honing my funny as much as my weird in elementary school. So I really was just like, I mean, kids have no preconceived notions for like what's socially acceptable and what's not. Yeah. And so that gives them a certain freedom to try things out that they maybe wouldn't normally try out and depending on the consequences, you know, and so I would sometimes say really weird things to kids just because I thought weird stuff, Yeah. you know, or like. I would think of something really sarcastic to say and 
I realized really early on, most of the kids I knew were not good at sarcasm and found it really funny when I said mean things about other kids. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of feeling like my way through that way. Like, oh, also girls, the other thing they do is arbitrarily each week, they pick one of their friends and they fucking ostracize them. And everyone's super mean to them and won't talk to them. And I know that because often I was called upon to be the girl to like, help them come up with cool cut downs. Oh man, that's pretty cool. See, I, yeah, I, girls probably had a more like interesting camaraderie than guys. I think I was just like, oh yeah, he doesn't play kickball. So like, fuck him or whatever, you know? Like, I, would, I didn't hang out with boys at all really on the playground other yeah. than you. And looking back, I'm like, oh my God, those were like the really introverted and probably gay boys. Y- which ones? The few boys that would hang out, like the wallflowers, they stood by the recess to end. They'd bring a book outside. Sure. They might actually be jump roping with the girls. Those kind of boys were the boys that I saw and talked to the most at recess because the other ones were all immediately out to the fields playing sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Give a shit about that. I did get into basketball at some point, so I got that. Like I had that going for me for I never wanted to do sports. No, I just couldn't quite figure out why I didn't fit in. I didn't want to hang out with boys, but I didn't feel like comfortable hanging out with girls. I didn't have crushes on boys. I kind of would make up crushes on boys. I don't know that I, 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 I can't say at all that I was like, but I did have crushes on girls. I, right. I was too weird and introverted like yeah. to really be paying attention to that. Kind of about stuff. that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I wasn't all I wasn't like the girls at all. I just was like, hmm, their interests are so odd. And honestly, it's because I'm like, oh, because you're like these little cisgendered girls who are going to grow up to be cisgendered women Uh who are into lady stuff that I am never going to be into. Yeah. Yeah. You had no idea at the time. Because I was like, I'm just doing the wrong things. I'm just not doing this right. You know, so like in junior high, I was like, I need to get a perm. (laughs) which is so funny because like who the fuck would do that but all the girls i knew had perms and then they had those mall bangs you know where they like curled their bangs scored 1991 yes like the curled up bangs yeah yeah so i guess i sort of remember that a little as far as girls in troy but not really i gotta go back and look at the yearbooks maybe Yes, look at the kids who graduated. And I like, think this girl, Katie Tripp, did have that hairdo. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a 90s thing, especially early, early 90s. Like, yeah. 92. no, actually, probably more like 89, 90, 91. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the point being, I would think to myself, if I had my hair like that, that's mm-hmm. long. I just, if I had hair like those girls, I'd be able to fit in. Right. And it didn't work. I mean, not only because, of course, it didn't, but also because they had fine, long, straight hair. Yeah. I have thick, naturally wavy hair that I was Mm. perming. I don't even know what the result of naturally wavy hair permed ends up as, but. I want you to think of it more as an issue of volume. Okay. Too much volume. Oh, yes. Big, big hair. Because if you have thin, naturally straight hair, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it curls it. into small curls that sort if of slay. Wavy hair. Now you've got. I mean, I felt like a poodle, basically. Yeah, you look like uh, Garfunkel. Not quite that bad. <laughs> okay, I did feel like that. I felt so frustrated because I did never occurred to me that my hair would look like that when I was done. That's interesting. 
See, because around that time I started using gel because I think for boys, gel using gel in your hair was was cool. Like it was LA, like LA looks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember that brand? Like that, but I just I didn't like combing my hair or taking care of my hair anyway. Yeah. But none of those products worked. Growing my hair out never worked because it didn't look like the other girls. So, Wait, just, so when did you stop growing it? Like when did you go like, hey, I just want shorter hair? I not until I graduated from um high school. Oh, holy so, shit, really? I had my hair really short in like 90. Yeah, in like 1990. And that's because I had a friend try to dye my hair red, like fire engine red, because I like a punk kid. I want to look like yeah. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. And she was like, oh yeah, let's go to the beauty supply store. I know what I'm doing. She did not. Um, she was only like two years older than me, but in my mind, she was like an, a beautician. An experience, <laughs> yeah. So she basically completely fucked my hair up. Like mm. it almost turned into like a Ken doll consistency. Like you couldn't even get your fingers through it. My mom had to take me to a salon and have them basically process it all out, which what that means essentially is it took all of the moisture out of my hair and all of the color. But it left it this really cool straw yellow that I really liked. So when I went back to school in ninth grade, I had short straw yellow hair. <laughs> I know that color because I, in college, dyed my hair. I bleached it. Mm, yep. And then dyed it blue once. Yep. Um, and then bleached it again, dyed it like a red and in my black hair, I didn't have gray hair back then. And when it was fully black, it was really tough to make out the color sometimes. It just And the bleaching didn't necessarily bleach out everything. But like when it was fucking like washing out, it was that like straw yellow. Yep. Like, what do I do with this shit kind of hair? Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't look so great on me. But I think just because it was such an odd and bold change which was not my, it wasn't my plan, but I just didn't have a choice. They had to cut most of my hair off and then cross the color out, but it looked kind of cool. And when I went back to school, I think a lot of kids were like, whoa, like, look, you're like, you know, drastically different in a way that's like really alternative, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, speaking of hair, it's interesting because like in that same era, I was kind of trying to figure out what to do with my hair because generally I would just get a shitty haircut. My, I'd go with my mom and she, and then <laughs> before that, my dad would cut my hair and it was really bad. Um, so I was trying to figure out what I was doing. You know, grooming became more important, like in sixth grade, like, oh, you're in a school with like lockers and you got to like look decent and like you care about that stuff. You start caring about that stuff a little bit more. But um, at least as a guy, maybe girls care about that stuff sooner, but probably, probably. Um, (laughs) But anyway, um, for a while, I was just I had clippers and I was buzzing my hair because I was like, that's the easiest fucking thing to do with my stupid, thick, like unmanageable hair. And it's funny that that's just what I do now, because starting with COVID, I just started shaving my hair off. Yeah. <laughs> and just letting it grow to whatever length it feels okay and then shaving it off again. Um, I've just sort of returned to my original plan. Back to soil. Yeah, back to soil. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's so interesting that, okay, so once you graduated high school, then you got short hair, really. Well, no, when I was in junior high, 
19. Well, yeah, yeah, that time, but I never cut my hair again until I graduated from high school. Yeah, yeah, and I can't imagine what your high school hair is would be like. Oh my god, I wish I had it anywhere. <laughs> it's my hair in high school was a, almost down to the middle of my back. Yeah, and in my high school yearbook picture, it's parted in the middle, and okay. I'm this huge like hippie Grateful Dead style sweater. And I look like a hippie, basically. Was that what you're going for? Well, I mean, I kind of was like. Were you like in the fish scene, like with the fish heads? Yes, but I yeah. also was much more into things like um, Jane's Addiction and the. Yeah. Nirvana. Those were like the cool kids at your school. So I basically liked anything that was outside of the mainstream. So I kind of picked and did a lot of picking and choosing. So I'd wear Doc Martens and a fish shirt. Got <laughs> you it. know. Okay. I mean, looking back now, I'm like, look, just because. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting because like we had the fish kids. We had a skater click. We had and then so the fish. Uh, I, I can't say that I have a ton of uh, exposure with the fish kids, except for this one incident where <laughs> my friend Graham and I were sitting in a classroom and this kid, Paul Washburn, uh, comes in to the class and asks us because we were sitting by the door. He's like, hey, guys, what does the word lucrative mean? And <laughs> and we're like, well, it's probably like a good like you may be good for you. You can probably make some money. And then he just leaves. And so we just made up all kinds of stories about like, what could that have been about? <laughs> like someone offered him a lucrative deal and he didn't know what that was. And he had to ask what it like, I, I need to think about it. Yeah, let what? me. Yeah, I need some advice. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, so speaking of this kid, Graham, one of, he was one of my first like. Close friend in middle school, and we got together because we were both into computer shit. Mm -hmm. And somehow my solitary computer shit. Um, ended up starting to make me make me friends, which was kind of cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so they start finding where you're not the odd person out. Yeah. There's like, oh, there's people like me that are actually quite a lot nerdier than me, actually. <laughs> more ostracized than me, more bullied. <laughs> like <laughs> at that point, I started to like I was in the middle now, like I, people weren't bothering me as much because they were nerdier kids. I I was always, in some respects, I think, too unaware, like, because I was so introverted and just very much in my head mm -hmm. and just really passionate and earnest about the things that I liked or was attracted to. Yeah. And so I very rarely was self-conscious at all about the things that I liked. I never felt like, oh, but that doesn't fit in with this. And I, you know, so it That's allowed me to just do whatever I wanted and to pick and choose. And I think right. people, I mean, in high school, I feel like a lot of people would make comments to me about it, but in like a way, almost like, I wish I could just be who I was and like what I like, you know, yeah. and I don't think myself, what? <laughs> you can. You can. But there's, you know, social pressures that sometimes you don't get if you aren't part of that mainstream. So yeah, you know, I think in some respects there's a gift to that, but it does yeah. lead to some isolation and real searching. 
Well, it's also like, I mean, I'm surprised to hear you say you had no self-consciousness about it because I was like nothing but self-conscious about like, what do people think about me? Am I like, I don't know, not, not, I obviously liked the shit that I liked and it was pretty vocal about like disliking the shit that I didn't like, like I am now, but um, I wasn't like, like for me to say that I was into like fish at the time would have been like, no, 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 no. Like that's not, that's not a good thing for me to like. Yeah. And it doesn't, me, it doesn't fit my like persona. I was like, I see the sticker sometimes on people's cars that also have stickers from bands that I like. Yes. Yes. What? Yeah. I have vacuum cleaner on stage. Tell me more. You yeah. know, basically that's, it's weird. Okay. Then I want to know more about it. Yeah. I think my thing like that was they might be giants. Totally fair. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause they were like, Oh, a guy plays guitar and a guy plays accordion and right. they put out an album together with like drum machine stuff in 1986 and it's still awesome in 1992 and yeah birdhouse in your soul man yeah man i that's a song rules that was the beginnings of my musical adventures yeah and you can tell i mean from like the kind of music that you make yeah i mean i don't mean that in a bad way like what you can you could tell yeah it's such a ripoff shit that you do sunil You can tell. I have a plethora of influences, but yeah, I mean, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, Barbara Streisand. (laughs) Big one. That's your, your, your drumming influence is actually Barbara Streisand. Yeah, but only the Yentl soundtrack. Somehow. The drumming on the Yentl. Is there even drumming on that? Yeah. You've never heard it. It goes, Papa, can you hear me? Do, do, do. Oh, okay. Can you feel me? Do, do, do. You don't know that? I you don't. Should... I know the song now because The Simpsons parodied it. I don't doubt it. It's been parodied a million times. Yeah. My mom used to watch that movie a lot when I was a child. She had it on VHS, and I think it's the reason I'm gay. But <laughs> I was that movie fascinated me. Speaking of like black sheep, yeah. do you know, you know the story of Yentl? I don't. Yentl was a young Jewish woman who really wanted to go to school. She okay. didn't want to deal with all this dumb woman shit. She wanted to get an education and be equal to men. And so she dressed up as a boy and then went to school. Okay. Okay. Well, and there you go. as yeah. a kid, I just was like mind fucking blown, but I never wanted to be a boy. And I never watched that in like, a, Oh, I could do that. Or I wish I could do that. I more watched that in like, go you. Fuck yeah. That. Yeah. 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 Yeah who you should and shouldn't be. And if you have to dress like a boy, so you can do what you want to do, you know? Yeah. But the other thing I think is kind of funny about it is that I had literally no concept of Judaism, had never met a Jewish person, did not know until I was probably in high school that that, that, that movie was just all Jewish people. Oh, weird. <laughs> all this very, it's like um, Hasidic, maybe? I'm not yeah. totally sure, sure, but like a lot yeah. of phrases and like- the, None of it made, it didn't, affect you that way you didn't convert to judaism instead of being gay. I had no idea that that was like the like a jewish culture thing i just was like oh look at these people in a village in the olden days yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I but I, i'm sure i'm sure if it was set in an olden days christian village it would be similar or an old right, but judaism Muslim. plays like a more central role than i i was like Got that it. Got it. 
just because it's Barbara Streisand and you gotta be. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm like the yeah. Torah, that's a book they must have read in the olden days. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like their twilight, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's a village book. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of like if you watch Seinfeld and like Curb Your Enthusiasms uh carefully, there's a lot more Jewish references than yeah. um, maybe most people pick up on. I don't doubt that. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably learning them all from Yentl. Yeah, it's all from Yentl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Streisand is actually um, Jerry Seinfeld's biggest in- inspiration. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. They've mentioned they do mention Yentl. I don't know. I'm into. I'm interested in Jewish s- culture a little bit. I yeah, know. I mean, I think I, I'm interested. Somewhat fascinating. In my life, I'm interested in any culture that is not mine because yeah. I mean, queer culture is very interesting, and I'm very interested in that. Yeah, but white women culture get that away from me as fast as possible that's not interesting to me it's clearly not making the world a better place i would much rather see what other people are doing and i'm not too down with indian man culture either to be quite fair fair yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh man india is a fucking mess right now (laughs) yeah but so are we so So are we so are we on that note how about we wrap this up yeah totally i'm gonna watch yentl Awesome. I'm going to have lunch with uh, Slash and Axel and uh, cool. I'll let him know you said hi. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Tell, tell Axel that I hope that his voice is marginally better than it was when I saw him live. <laughs> I will. Because even oh. that would be a huge improvement. <laughs> Damn. It was really bad. Burn. I was, burn. I was worried about him. I'm like, That's... you're sound like somebody's burn he is not gonna be happy about that well then he should really think about what songs they play live anyway i'm not here to judge you tell your friend what you want to tell him all right man all right (laughs) bye This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.